Hello there. You are listening to the G2 Radio Network exclusive interview series. Today we are going to start part two of our five-part series interview with Osiris as he talks about his amazing book, Sacred. All right, stand by. We are now coming on. So I'm back here with Osiris, and I am delighted to continue our discussion about his book, Sacred. And thank you for joining us again today for our continuation and and, uh, getting some great questions answered about your awesome book here, Sacred. And so thanks for coming back. Thank you again for having me today. Yeah. This has been an amazing, amazing journey. Yeah. Hey, you've done a lot of hard work already, and we're just honored to be part of this with you here. So let's dive right into the second part here and talk about uh, chapter one. One of the sections here talks about trust, the process, and perseverance. Can you kind of tell me about the inspiration behind that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And so um, trust the process and perseverance. Before you even read the actual poem, if you just read the title and you go to the next page and you read that title, um, I'm trying to tell it almost in a, in, a, in a sentence where you need to trust the process. Also, finding purpose, because that, that poem falls in that finding purpose, right? Finding your purpose. Trust the process and persevere, right? Um, behind that, many get discouraged, including myself at many points. Um, you get discouraged. You work so hard and some people just want to speed the process up. It's kind of like if you're 15 years old and you want to rush to be 21 years old, you know, you really can't rush that. Um, so you got to trust You got to trust the process. Really believe that it's going to work. Know that the hard work that you've done, um, your accomplishments will follow as long as you continue to persevere, which brings me to the next part, perseverance. Um, that word to me is very powerful because um, you can have all the courage in the world. You can be brave. You can believe these things, but when you are at your weakest, your most vulnerable, um, being able to persevere through those those hard times makes you much stronger and you feel that you can continue your your, your journey. So that's why um, I, I wrote those in the way that I wrote it in the, and that's also why I put that in a specific order. And that's pretty much a theme throughout the um, the books and the chapters is there's a theme of, if you just kind of read the, the titles of the poems, you'll kind of notice something there's another thing too please don't let me forget there's a chapter in there and this one um it it has a dumb double double meaning it's called my name is nothing um i would like to talk about that as well but i'll wait to get to that point oh yeah no problem yeah this there's this book kept me coming back and i would reread and read something over and it each time that i reread it it brought up something in my own life that i've experienced and so uh with that the impact of of the word choice and everything that you have articulated in the chapters and and um talking about perseverance and trusting the process and um it's hard to do it takes hard work and dedication to the cause yourself others and um a lot of people stop but you have to keep going despite 
the storms and the things that may, the negativity of people or the environment that might try to stop you in your tracks from your successes. And, you know, you've been through a lot and that did not stop you from giving me what I'm holding in my hand now, which is this yeah. book. So, awesome. I mean, you, you, you stayed with the mission and you continue to stay with the mission and it takes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of work um, from yourself and your entire family, but you've made it very, very possible and, and you did it and you're still doing it. So it's, I, I am very proud of you. This is just amazing that you've done this. And, you know, um, on a page you shared about leaving a legacy. And so you already have started that and, um, an impact on people and, um, to make the impossible possible. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so once you found what your purpose was, it, it truly is, truly is. You can, you know, work at a spot. Um, you can work a nine to five, um, which is amazing all in itself. Um, whatever it is, whatever your life journeys brings you to, you can add value to the world through that. But specifically, if you're able to find what you're really supposed to be doing in this world, that is what you will leave your legacy on. And for me, leave a legacy. Um, leaving a legacy to me means it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily matters how big of a name you are or how much money you have, but who you've impacted and how they can impact others based on how you impacted them. That's what I mean by leave a legacy. Your legacy ultimately should be continuing a better world through other people from them seeing what you're doing that you truly love and what you truly love will rub off um, and it will allow them to discover what they love and then that will rub off on other people and it can continue to just make the world um, a happier place, um, a, a safer place and a place where people feel like they can live through their gifts, leaving a legacy that way. So that's what I mean for that. And then there was a two part question. What was the other part? <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, to the impossible, make the impossible possible. Oh. Yes, yes. Okay, so make the impossible possible. So um, you hear it all the time, uh, and I'm sure people have heard it all the time, too. You know, it's, nothing's impossible as long as you put your mind to it. And, you know, like, I think it's I think it's true on a realistic thing. I don't think somebody's going to be able to, you know, defy the, uh, like, if you're a human being, you just go into space. I don't think you'll survive unless you have the proper equipment. But, you know, <laughs> figuratively speaking, but in realistic way, uh, realistically, you know, things that you see other people achieve, it's achievable because it's also been seen that they can achieve it. Um, and so make impossible possible. What is impossible? Well, it depends on how you were brought up, you know, where you, where you, who you grew up around, what ideas that you've adopted from other, uh, adopted from other people. For me, making the impossible possible is for me with writing, for example, uh, the idea that I could serve in the military, have three children with two of them being one year olds, um, have a beautiful wife, um, a, a, a child with special needs, and still trying to find time to write these things. All that in itself is difficult. And you might not have the energy to even feel like doing it. It might almost be impossible. And for me, you just got to make it possible for yourself. And so you got to find time during a day to commit to yourself. For me, that time was around three in the morning to four in the morning consistently now I mean, some days i wake up like at five or six thirty but most days it was between three to four without uh an alarm thanks to my freaking twins for getting me in that routine of waking up to, uh, to help <laughs> feed them 
Um, yeah. But no, in, in all seriousness, that's what I mean. You know, making the impossible possible mean to make time for yourself to be able to do what you truly love to do, because otherwise you'll be caught in this cycle of life passing you by and you just have to find a way to make what you truly love work make your own happiness sometimes and mm -hmm. if you don't make time for yourself your health will make you make time for yourself uh, mm -hmm. whether it's your mental health or physical health and so that's it's a great outlet and it's you need that quiet time that time where you can reflect and put pen to paper and uh, be creative in a way absolutely i agree with you on that now chapter three talks about mental hell tell me the inspiration that prompted you to write about mental hell so mental hell um as you know you know you and i we have a history together we worked in uh in an element called mental health and with mental health um i've met in un I can't even put uh, put a number behind it. It's been an, an overwhelming amount of people who I'm sure you've met as well in this career field, where they have so many stories, mm -hmm. and the the uh, forgive me for saying the hell that they go through, or sometimes that I've gone through, um, it can be too much. I think the toughest battle is the battle in your own head. I think the battle of going to sleep and seeing yourself look at yourself as you're sleeping and wondering, man, are you going to wake up tomorrow and get over the, 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 those, those obstacles you were dealing with yesterday can be tough. Um, actually physically seeing what you look like because of how terrible, you know, the, the state of mind you're in, like these people who I've talked to, um, from people who are fully like, schizophrenic to borderlines to people who suffer from depression, from people who have thoughts of wanting to kill themselves to people who've actually committed suicide all the way through. I talk about that stuff in that chapter. And um, uh, I'd like to think that the description of the events was actually uh, um, was, art was articulated. I wanted to paint the picture of what this person or what these people were going through yeah. because it's, it's tough. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of materialism around around this country, around our world, and it, on the outside, things can be okay, but many people are battling in mental hell. It's also the uh, the, the chapter that has the most poetry in it, um, and, and I just really wanted to bring awareness to the issues that people go through that it's not, it's, it's not okay to just overlook it and to feel that just because they say that they're okay, you shouldn't do anything about it, and I'm not a spokesperson um, um, of mental health. I don't represent mental health. Or I'm not an advocate for for like any agency. I personally believe that mental health is probably the most important health that you should take care of. And uh, that was my inspiration behind it, just to bring awareness to these different issues. And at the end of it all, if somebody does go through that suicidal portion, it's, it, it is preventable. And there are many steps we can take to help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I always have, um, you know, it's it's part of our profession that we have to be intrusive and ask about those types of thoughts that many walk around battling each and every day. And some would say yes, some would say no. But realistically, I think deep down inside, everyone 
if if you've had a pulse and have the ability to think autonomously i think everyone may have had a doom and gloom thought of what if i didn't wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. how would that how would that make others feel or you know depending on the situation or they didn't care if they woke up the next day they may not take actions on their own accord but they wouldn't care if they didn't wake up and that that too is um, voice for concern and and shows um, a representation about where they are mentally they're just not happy they may be stuck in a wrong career they may be stuck in a situation with the family I mean the list could go on and on and so I like that because that chapter mental hell is very inclusive and I definitely know for a fact that a lot of people more so than not will be able to connect with that chapter as it is well uh, descriptive in in the stories and the impact of those stories and so yeah i really appreciate you sharing that because there's a lot of people who definitely suffer in silence and think that it's that they're it's not okay and so with that you've done a great job articulating that within that chapter thank you so much Thank you so much. I, I hope it helps people um, recover and I hope that it just helps them if they are thinking of, of the worst. You know, um, it. I, I don't want the tone, um, the, the perception to be like the tone of that chapter is just about suicide because mm-hmm. it isn't. But, you know, it, that's it. Those things that I talk about, it leads to it. And that's why I ended it with what I how I ended that chapter with that specific topic being the poignant point. As I was mentioning earlier, that there's a there's a method to the poetry that I listed in a specific order that even if you don't read the poems, you just read the titles. It leads to something. Absolutely. And you are listening to the G2 Radio Network interview with Osiris. And we are talking about his book that he recently published, Sacred. So make sure that you tune in tomorrow for part three as we continue to explore this amazing book. So Thank you, Osiris, for being with us today, and we look forward to talking more with you tomorrow about this awesome book. Thank you very much. I'll see you then. Isn't this fun, everybody? Hey, so make sure you tune in tomorrow to the G2 Radio Network exclusive interview series with Osiris. We'll pick up on part three, and you can find his book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Look for the title, Sacred. We'll see you tomorrow.